Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tales of the Resistance. This is a podcast about antimicrobial resistance. I am one of the hosts, Mara Zelt. I'm a project manager with the I Am Responsible team, which is a nationwide team of educators working on the problem of antimicrobial resistance. I'm going to be joined today on the podcast by Amber Patterson, our team's resident communication expert and graphic designer. Hi, I'm Amber Patterson. We're continuing with our little mini series here of just diving into some of the questions that our audience has submitted over the last few months. And this is, I think this is going to be our fourth episode of this. We really have had a lot of discussion coming out of the questions that you've submitted. So continue to submit them, please. We enjoy exploring a little bit, getting a little bit more in depth and trying to break down some of these maybe complicated questions in ways that make sense to you guys. So if you have questions, go ahead and submit them to us via social media, uh, Twitter at I underscore am responsible, or on Facebook and Instagram at I am responsible.edu, or you can send them to us via email on iamr.educate at gmail.com. So the next question asks, can we fight the AMR issues relying solely on the production of new antibiotics and treatment technologies? What are your thoughts? Well, I think this is a good question. And honestly, it's hard to say because I don't want to put a cap. I mean, engineer background here. I don't want to put a cap on our capacity to innovate new ideas and new technologies. That's the whole point of this job. <laughs> but it seems unlikely that we will be able to, and I, I wouldn't say solve the problem because as we've said over and over, AMR is naturally occurring. So there's a limit to what we can do and how we can address it. But theoretically, it's possible to manage antimicrobial resistance by developing, constantly developing new antibiotics and new therapeutic treatments and technologies that will keep us safe and keep us ahead of microbial mutation. And we would never have to change any of other, other behaviors. But I think that while that may be possible, it's unlikely because first of all, we're not there now. We're very slow at developing these new technologies. So unless we see some evidence that we can go a little faster on new antibiotic development, new technology development, I think we should not put ourselves in the position that we need to rely on that. We would be much better off to go with a a holistic approach to dealing with the problem than even as an engineer, I, I can't say that technology development is, is the end all and be all of this problem. Yeah. I, got, I have a question. This is kind of an aside. I mean, I guess it's more of an assumption that I've made, but I don't know if it's correct. Is there much money in creating new antibiotics? No, that is one of the major problems that is why we're not keeping up with new antibiotic development. It's kind of weird because how we structure the pharmaceutical industry, there's all this technology upfront costs to develop new drugs, and then they get approved and more widely used. And then the model is more and more people are gonna use them. And ideally more often, that's how you recoup your investment. 
But antibiotics, because of this problem of mutation and resistance, if a new antibiotic is developed or when it's developed, what we really want to do for a public health purpose is not use it at all. Wait until it's absolutely needed. It's like the last line of defense if all the other ones fail. And you want to only use it at a very small, very targeted way. The model that we currently have for developing new drugs is really doesn't work with antibiotics. And that's why you see fewer and fewer of the big pharmaceutical companies even trying to make new drugs. The thing is, like, there's lots of opportunities for antimicrobials out there. You're, you're constantly reading articles like this, this soil in this part of the world has been found to have antimicrobial compounds. There's an antimicrobial secretion from ants. Da, 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 da. You'll read these articles all the time, but there's a long way to go from getting it. This has antimicrobial properties. To this is an approved medicine. And there's lots of trials and testing to get there that you have to go through. And all of that costs money. And all of that money is being borne by the pharmaceutical company that's in development. And so as the big companies who have more money and more flexibility in their development process have left the antimicrobial space because it's not profitable, companies that are there who are like small startups who find something that they want to develop, they just don't have the, the money to go all those years of trials and nothing in return. So you get more bankruptcies in the smaller ones too. It's a hugely complicated problem. I don't know if it's actually happened yet. I'd, I'd have to double check some proposals from international or even national, major national non-government agencies and government agencies, big institutions that are thinking about, all right, so we need to restructure how pharmaceutical companies can get paid for the research to do an antibiotic. And so maybe rather than doing it as they recoup their money on the sales, we need to get, basically give a prize or a, a contract or something for developing one. The CDC would say, all right, we want to have a new class of antibiotics developed and we're willing to pay this much for everyone that is developed and then there's an incentive. And that's not to say that the CDC is gonna go out and sell them or the World Health Organization or whatever. They just wanna have that new class available and it's worth enough to the society to pay. Right. So there's some rethinking on how we're going to actually incentivize antibiotic development because it's not really working right now. Well, the next question is, is there something I can do to reduce the risk of AMR? I do want to emphasize for this question, this idea of risk. Antimicrobial resistance is natural. We can't get rid of it. And all of these actions that we're taking are helping to reduce risk, but there will never be a point that you will get rid of it. All we're trying to do is manage the problem, live with the problem, develop new technologies that are last lines of defense so that we're not having people die from this. But that's not to say that we're ever going to be able to get rid of antimicrobial resistant infections altogether. They're always going to be there. So it's, it's like a matter of what is the severity of the problem? How widespread is it? 
we're reducing risk, we're not eliminating them. And that's why individual action is so important because the things that you can do closer to yourself usually has the most impact in reducing risk. You, because you're close to yourself, obviously, mm-hmm. your action have a much bigger, let's say, multiplier for impacting your risk. When you wash your hands, that's got a huge impact on how many microbes are able to get from your environment into your body. Right. Taking action close to you is really important for how you manage risk, more so a lot of times than all the things that are being done within the big system. And so that's why we say over and over, hand washing, food safety, cook your food all the way, keep your meat separated from your vegetables, anything you're going to eat raw. Don't let that touch meat. Don't let that touch raw dairy or eggs or stuff like that. Preventative measures. Mm -hmm. And they're not huge changes. There's not you're not sacrificing much to do these things. Mm -hmm. So it should be part of our everyday lives anyways. For sure. So I, I used to work in food in kitchens quite a bit. The whole food safety thing was pretty drilled into me, but my roommates who I've lived with in all the intervening years, not so much. And so when I will go into the refrigerator and find the chicken dripping on something and I'm like, now we must get rid of all of this stuff and and sanitize everything. People are like, calm down. It's not so bad. It is so bad. You know, I'm like, I'm like taking it maybe because people think, oh, well, I don't know what, what they're thinking is in there, but they're not thinking of that dripping as dangerous necessarily. It's not obvious to people in a way it, it is when you think about microbes all the time. Right. You have a deeper understanding. So it's more alarming to you. Yeah. So I'm just like, get out the bleach. We must, <laughs> we must disinfect these surfaces. Stop everything. <laughs> and the same thing with the countertops and things. And I'm like, you can't leave, you can't leave all this stuff just sitting here. It's interacting with each other and, and creating bacteria, even if you can't see them. It, it isn't that much, it's not difficult to make those changes, except of course, I mean, you'd be contributing more food waste. I do, I have more food waste than, than I would like, but I'm maybe more cognizant of the food safety issues. So it's kind of a toss up. Yeah. But you do have to think about it. I guess is what I'm trying to say is it's not hard, but it is a new, a different way of looking at the world is thinking about how easily, how easily microbes move. Once that becomes part of the way that you look through the world, everything just looks different. So what can we do if we get sick because of this problem? This is tough. There's a couple things. And we don't want to say it's hopeless, right? We've been talking about antimicrobial resistance is serious, growing problem. There are less treatments available. There's not medicine necessarily that's ready for you. The first thing I would say is that there are therapeutic medicines that are being developed, new antimicrobials that are being developed, and alternatives to antibiotics that are being developed. 
while this is kind of a race against time, how quickly can they be developed? I don't think we need to be afraid necessarily that every cut is gonna end in sepsis and in the morgue. <laughs> I don't think we're going back to that part. This isn't the civil war again. We're not there um, yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. Thank God. Uh, yeah, a lot of microbial diseases can be deadly, but a lot of sickness that we get, we can effectively treat the symptoms even if we can't treat the microbes. Remember, we all have, well, not everyone, some of the people have really struggled with their immune system. But if we think about our immune system is capable most of the time of defeating microbes as long as they have enough time and your body is able to sort of survive the symptoms of that activity, which is like the fever that you get or whatever the microbes are doing to your body, nausea, diarrhea, whatever. So in some ways, if we can kind of live with illness and treat the symptoms, then you have a better chance for immune response to get you through it. So even mm -hmm. if you couldn't have an antimicrobial that got you through. Now that's not going to work for every disease. Some of them are very serious. They could have organ problems if they go too long without intervention or or some of them are just deadly in and of themselves. So that's not going to be all of them, but that's one thing. You don't necessarily need to be afraid of all microbes. Some of them will, even the pathogenic ones are not the end of the world necessarily because your body has immune system and it is strong and it has kept us alive for a long time before we had antimicrobials. That's one part. I think the other one, like I said, is just, we are going to develop treatments. We are going to develop antimicrobials, but it's, it's time, a race against the clock. And then there are alternatives as well. So if you have an antimicrobial resistant infection, first of all, there's different levels of that. It may be resistant to some antimicrobials, and they have to put you on different types. And that may mean you're sick longer, but you eventually get you eventually get well. It may mean that they need to put you on very harsh antibiotics to get mm -hmm. rid of the disease. This, this happens a lot in hospitalized patients. They need very serious levels of antimicrobials, which can have other health implications. This is another reason why it's important that we don't get to this stage of level of antimicrobial resistance. So there are interventions, but none of them are ideal. So let's just do our, do our very, very best not to get sick as we're navigating this over the next few years. Prevention, prevention, prevention. Exactly. I guess that gets us through some of these big questions on what is already being done and what, what we can do. There's, there's a whole bunch more questions on the list that people have submitted, a little bit more targeted questions, and we're going to continue to try and work through them. And for the questions that we do answer, we'll try and get some information, additional information on these topics into the show notes. If you're interested in learning more, all these questions that everybody submits, they're career level questions, somebody could learn to address that question for a lifetime. And, and so we're barely scratching the surface, but we'll try and get some more information for those that are interested. Any last thoughts, any last questions or what struck you today? Something we need to maybe clarify? I don't think so. I think big questions with big answers, you really covered it. 
And I don't want to set myself up or eat this podcast up in any way as we know the answers to all these questions. We try and give what our, our understanding is of the science at this time, but science is in development. And because these problems are so complex, they're touching on areas of science and of society that none of us are really experts on. We're speaking from our level of understanding, but another person could answer these questions differently or more, more niche responses. It really is, like I said, we're just touching on the surface here and there's a lot more to explore. I encourage you to go out and learn more yourself because this is a really cool topic I found. I love these systems questions, how interconnected everything is really fascinates me and and AMR really is one. Well, I guess we're going to leave it there for today. And thank you as always for joining us. And we will see you again soon. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us.